Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we jump into John chapter 4. And this is the uh, the famous story of Jesus encountering a, a woman at the well. Now, this uh, the story is going to take place in the middle of the day. And as we work through the story over the next few days, we're going to understand more details. And, and not just the details of the story, but the significance of Again, Jesus showing us who he is. He's revealing things about himself. He's teaching us to know him as he truly is. And as he does that, we find our hope. Once again, our hope is in Christ. And so let's uh, let's jump in. John chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. We're going to look at 15 verses today. So here's how it starts. It says, Now when the Pharisees learn, or excuse me, now when the when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour, this is noon, and a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Now, with our 21st century American eyes, we might read this and be like, okay, interesting. Jesus is asking the lady to give him some water. But there's a lot more going on in the text. Let's let's keep going. And the text is going to help us understand why this is an abnormal situation. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, this didn't mean that Jews and Samaritans had no dealings whatsoever, but things like sharing a vessel would not have happened at all. In fact, the Samaritans, they were considered to be a like a half-Jewish breed, right? They were uh, Jewish, but they were also intermixed with Gentiles. And so because of that, the Jews really, they looked down on the Samaritans. And uh, in fact, oftentimes Samaritan woman, women were considered perpetually unclean. Now, this is this is the situation. You have Jesus, the perfect sinless son of God, at a well with a woman in the middle of the day who already, culturally speaking, would be considered ceremonially unclean. And then you, you add into the mix, this is the middle of the day. What significance does that have? Well, women, they, they would collect the water at the beginning of the day or the end of the day before the, the sun had risen to its height, before the sun was beating down. This was, this was not when people gathered to collect water. This is when someone came who wanted to fly under the radar. Uh, what we're going to find is this woman is someone who's trying to avoid being around people. Well, let's keep going. Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, this is strange. She, she says, what are you doing talking to me? I'm a Samaritan woman. And Jesus says, if you knew who I was, the, the roles would be reversed. You would be, talk, you'd be asking me for what I could give you. The woman said to him, sir, <laughs> you have nothing to draw water with. And the well is deep. It's, uh, to this day, it's about 100 feet deep. It was probably deeper in Jesus' time. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. 
Jesus says, are you greater than Jacob? Read between the lines, right? Jesus, he is, he is way greater than Jacob. And Jesus is, in the beginning was the word. He is the word. He is the eternal, divine creator. In him is life, and that life gives light to men. He is the Messiah, the true son of God. This is who Jesus is. Verse 13. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will be will become in him a, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. This is... This is where we're going to stop for today. We're, we're, we'll pick it back up tomorrow. But, but here's what Jesus says. He says, what I have is living water. What I give you will quench your thirst in such a way that you will never have thirst ever again. What I give you will result in a, a fountain within you springing up into, into eternal life, life everlasting. What is this living water? Well, it's not physical water. It's not something that this woman would drink and then all of a sudden she would never thirst for, for physical water ever again. Jesus talking, is talking about him revealing to her who he is, her trusting in him, placing her faith in him as Messiah, and in doing so, experiencing the Spirit of God dwelling in her, giving her perpetual life for eternity. This is... This is an incredible story. I think about this for a minute. This is Jesus in the middle of the day with a woman that we're going to find is, is less than of high repute in her character. You think about John chapter 3, we had Nicodemus, a, a, a godly man from what we can understand, going to Jesus in the middle of the night undercover. This, these are two completely different people from two completely different walks of life. One is respected and probably fairly wealthy and very powerful, Nicodemus. The other one is disrespected and, and well, uh, a, a life of immorality, or, or, of immorality probably has led to a life of poverty. She's, she's probably not very powerful. And yet Jesus interacts with both of them. He, he calls both of them, we're going to see, to a faith in him. He, he tells Nicodemus, there's a chance for you to be born again. He tells this woman, there's an opportunity for you to have living water, a spring of life welling up inside of you to perpetual life. This is the offer of the gospel. This is the offer of salvation. And we see that Jesus is offering this, not just to this woman, but he's offering it to us as well. See, sometimes we, we get so enamored by the things of this world that we think will satisfy us. Whether it's experiences or materialistic uh, things we can place our hands on or maybe even, even the food and the drink that we can, we can indulge in. We, we want all of these different things. We've, we have goals we want to achieve. We have things we want to do. We have places we want to visit. All of these different things that we hope will bring us this this the satisfaction and and yet the satisfaction we're looking for the, the spring of water welling up inside of you to a perpetual eternal life it's ultimately found in christ he, he is what you're looking for 
Now, let me let me say that again. Whatever life you're walking right now, whatever experiences you're having, wherever you find yourself in, whatever situation your life is in right now, Jesus, he is, he is who you're looking for. He offers you living water. Have you experienced that? Are you able to walk through life and in the, the highs and in the lows, in the great moments and in the difficult moments. And, and in every single one of those moments, are you able to be content knowing that the Spirit of God dwells in you and that you are secure in Christ for all eternity? See, nothing else compares. There is no competition. There is nothing better than the, the living water that Jesus offers. So, so have you received that? Have you received that by faith? Uh, Ephesians 1.13 says the moment you hear and believe the gospel of salvation, that you are sealed by the Spirit of God. This is the moment that you receive that, that living water. Have you trusted Christ? Are you experiencing this living water? And, and do you believe it? Now, sometimes as believers, we, we walk around life and we're so disconnected from the spiritual truth that the Spirit lives in us and in that, we have, we have all the satisfaction we need. See, this is our ancient way for our modern day. It's to place our faith in Christ and in that, to trust in what he has already given those who believe. Living water springing forth inside of you to eternal life. This is our ancient way for our modern day. Hey, Valley Church family, I would like to remind you and invite you to uh, our Valley Night of Prayer happening this Sunday, this Sunday from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And this is such a strategic night in the life of our church. Uh, this coming year, we're going to have a number of one-night events like this where we're talking about some of the most important things about how we walk as disciples of Jesus Christ. We're going to spend time in the coming months talking about discipleship. Where, where do we start as disciples? How do we grow as disciples? We're going to spend some of these evenings looking at evangelism. What does it look like to be a witness in our community? How do we actually talk about the gospel with our loved ones or people that we meet here and there? But this first night of the year, this first Sunday night, all church gathering, it's a night of prayer. It's a night where we come together and we remember that we, we rely on the Lord. We trust in the Lord. He is our strength and he is the one we look to as, as really our ultimate hope. And so this night we are going to gather. And this isn't going to be one of those prayer meetings. Maybe you've gone to one in the past before where it's a lot of, uh, hey, let's pray for my great aunt's guinea pig. Uh, that's not the kind of night it's going to be. We are going to be praying according to God's word asking the Lord, petitioning the Lord, interceding before the Lord, coming to him, remembering what he has already told us to pray for, remembering how he has taught us to pray. And this night will really, it will serve you as a, as a blueprint for how you can be praying in your own devotional time, how you can be praying day in and day out in ways that are effective, in ways that are aligned with what God has already said, and that will give you the confidence as a, as a child of God. When you go and speak to your heavenly father, you know that you're praying in the ways that he desires that you pray. Uh, this night is going to build. It's, it's going to be such a wonderful evening where we learn and where we pray. And so I want to, I want to strongly encourage you. I want to invite you, but also strongly encourage you. Will you make sure you are, you are coming this coming Sunday, 
It's the 29th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And we are going to not just learn to pray, we are going to pray and we're going to become a church that prays. I hope to see you there.